The following Dharma talk was part of a three-hour Introduction to Mindfulness workshop offered at Common Ground Meditation Center, Minneapolis, Minnesota. The speaker is Mark Nunberg, guiding teacher at Common Ground. So one of the real obstacles to integrating more awareness in our daily lives is we just forget about it. We're just busy, absorbed in the details of our life. And so the, the easiest way to break that or uh, fact that is to simply find creative ways to remember the practice. And for each of us, it will be a particular phrase or teaching or just some seed that reminds us of this possibility. And now we know the opposite of being mindful is to be distracted in life. And so being distracted in life that sort of points to this, it's it's about a story of somebody going to see the Buddha. I think it's a totally made-up story, but it's an interesting one, a good teaching story. And a farmer goes to the Buddha and complains about all his problems, taking care of the crops, the weather not being dependable, having to deal with a family, a wife, and kids. And, and the Buddha just says to him, listen, everybody has 83 problems, and there's absolutely nothing you can do about them. And even if you were able to get one of get rid of one of those 83 problems, you just get another problem. And that's just how it is. Being a human being, there are 83 problems. And the guy was astounded that the Buddha would say this. Well, why would anybody bother to see you? If this is how you're going to tell them. And the Buddha, very serenely maybe, said to him, well, I can't help you with your 83 problems, but I might be able to help you with your 84th problem. And what's that? not liking having 83 problems. <laughs> so this is a nice way to remember, like, the essence of practice is how do you, what is the right or what is the wholesome way to relate to being a human being with 83 problems? Achy body, crazy mind, sleepy mind, irritating friends, irritating mind. <laughs> what is the appropriate way to relate to 83 refrigerator door next to our bedside? And we just remember the possibility of being awake or being really mindful, present in life. Or the willingness to feel the body, to be with the body. One particular phrase I like is, uh, nothing whatsoever should be clung to as I, me, or mine. This is from the Buddha. Nothing whatsoever should be clung to as I, me, or mine. Having heard this teaching, you've heard all of the teachings. Having understood this teaching, you've understood all the teachings. Having practiced this teaching, you've practiced all the teachings. Nothing whatsoever should be clung to as I, me, or mine. Now, that's something we could reflect on and bring into practice all day long. Like, what does it mean to be at an intro workshop without clinging to I, me, or mine? You know, to be free of that agitation. So that's a, a more sort of rigorous or a complex practice. It could be something as simple as um, making peace with things as they are. I mean, that could be your reminder that you put up. Making peace with things as they are. That includes the body. That includes the external circumstances of the present moment, however they may be. It includes internal and external circumstances. 
making peace with things just as they are. There's a, a story that I like that sort of points to this. It's, it's about a story of somebody going to see the Buddha. I think it's a totally made-up story, but it's an interesting one, a good teaching story. And a farmer goes to the Buddha and complains about all his problems, taking care of the crops, the weather not being dependable, having to deal with a family, a wife, and kids. And, and the Buddha just says to him, listen, everybody has 83 problems, and there's absolutely nothing you can do about them. And even if you were able to get one of get rid of three problems, you just get another problem. And that's just how it is. Being a human being, there are 83 problems. And the guy was astounded that the Buddha would say this. Well, why would anybody bother to see you if this is how you're going to tell them? And the Buddha, very serenely maybe, said to him, well, I can't help you with your 83 problems, but I might be able to help you with your 84th problem. And what's that? not liking having 83 problems. <laughs> so this is a nice way to remember, like, the essence of practice is how do you, what is the right or what is the wholesome way to relate to being a human being with 83 problems? Achy body, crazy mind, sleepy mind, irritating friends, irritating mind. <laughs> what is the appropriate way to relate to 83 problems? Well, we could spend our life trying to get rid of the 83 problems. That's our normal strategy. But one way to remember practice is to address the 84th problem, which is not liking having 83 problems, or not liking being a human being with the ordinary ups and downs with being a human being. So don't underestimate this. This is the hardest thing in terms of practicing all through the day, not just in the 30 minutes that you sit down, which is even, you know, that's hard enough to practice. It's easy to space out there. It's even easier to space out or to kind of get absorbed in our habits as we move about the day. Somebody once asked uh, a well-known Thai meditation teacher, Buddhist monk, back in the 60s or 70s, if he could take one thing on a deserted island, if you were going to be trapped in a deserted island to bring one thing, what would he bring? He said, I'd bring a medallion. And on the medallion it would say, this is how it is. <laughs> right? Now that's really nice. I mean, that could be your little pithy way of remembering this possibility. Oh, it's, this is how it is now. This isn't a mistake. This is actually how it is. Any denial of that is just an 83rd problem, right? We don't have to deny or reject it because it's already this way, this moment. This is how it is now. You can tag on the other phrase, can this be okay, if you need to be reminded. So that's one thing in terms of integrating the practice. Now, it could be that your way of remembering is to show up at Common Ground or another meditation center once a week to get some instruction or to be re-inspired, maybe doing some reading, maybe hanging out with a good friend who also does meditation practice, or maybe just your own reflection and keeping that alive so that you're not forgetting and just, by default, falling into your habit energies. Another way to inspire yourself to practice in daily life, and I recommend that you do it right now because you're, you're going to forget otherwise, is to choose a particular place in your life where you tend to suffer. And it might be a particular person, let's say, at work that there's just a lot of difficulty with. 
but choose a particular place. It might be that you live alone and you don't like going home at the end of the day. A particular place in your life where there's some suffering or some difficulty, some stress. And then make this, turn this into the, uh, a place to practice. And what you want now, and you have to set this intention, otherwise you're going to forget. Before you get to that situation, you want a little mindfulness spell to go off in your mind. Ding. And that mindfulness spell is going to remind you, oh yeah, this can be practiced. This isn't something I just have to sort of get through. But I can have the intention to bring, to infuse this situation with awareness. That means, right, those two qualities, brightness, interest, to get interested in it, and to be really accepting and tranquil, like, this is how it is, can this be okay, just relax, settle into the experience of the body, let this be. So both the alertness, the brightness, the interest, and also the complete acceptance. Because if we don't accept it, we'll get reactive, and if we're reactive, we're not going to see it clearly. So we need both the acceptance, relaxation, and the interest. And we bring it into difficult... Now, don't choose the most difficult place in your life. Just choose something that's moderately difficult. Everybody have something? And when you do, take 10 seconds or so now, and in your mind, if you're speaking to yourself with resolve, make the intention, set the intention to be awake, to be accepting and alert and bright in this situation each time. You're not trying to figure it out now, like how to be good in that situation, how to be better in that situation, but you want to use the situation itself to inform you how best to be in that situation, how best to relate to it. And so instead of figuring out ahead of time, we create the circumstances that will allow there to be some insight, like how to best be in that situation. Then once you totally learn how to be free in this situation, then just set the resolve for another difficult situation in your life. And then the third and last thing that you can do in terms of cultivating practice in your daily life, it's really, and, and again, I would specifically set a couple, one or two situations where you can do this. Take a, uh, an ordinary, so instead of choosing a difficult situation in your life, choose a situation that you do every day could be brushing your teeth, could be cooking or washing dishes. It could be walking from your car where you park to your office, you know, if there's a little bit of a adventure you have every day between where you park and where you work. So you choose a particular place that's not charged. So this is an ordinary situation in your daily life. And you decide to turn it into practice. And you might even decide to slow it down just a little bit in order to undermine the tendency to rush through those ordinary things. I mean, think about how many times we've rushed through brushing our teeth or rushed through washing the dishes or rushed as we walked from our car to wherever we're going. So slow it down just enough so that the experience becomes uh, more novel. You know, the nice thing about slowing down these ordinary tasks or events in our daily life is that all of a sudden they become quite different. We're used to rushing and being sort of not there when we do it. 
that we slow it down, it becomes sort of a different universe. Like, oh, I've never noticed walking from my car. I've never noticed that there's this here. Have you ever had that experience? You've lived somewhere for 10 years, and all of a sudden you're walking by your neighbor's house and you go, oh my God, I never noticed that before. It's because most of the time when we're there, we're not really there. We're somewhere else. So you want to slow it down, and you want to do that. This is a training. You have to actually practice this. You're trying to do whatever that activity is holy, completely. So when you're walking from your car to your office, or when you're brushing your teeth or washing the dishes, you're not doing anything else. You're just doing that one thing completely investing in it as if this were in this moment the most important thing. Okay, so now everybody choose something. It doesn't matter what it is, as long as it's relatively ordinary, not so charged, not emotionally charged, and something you do at least once a day. And then set the intention. Again, you have to set the intention. And I I would reset the intentions for these two activities, the difficult one and the ordinary one, Again, tomorrow morning. The more you set the intention, the more you will naturally be able to practice in the difficult situation and in this ordinary situation. So set the intention now. So like you're talking to yourself. And you might infuse the intention like this can be a practice of joy. So it's not like this grim duty. And now I got to slow down. Now I got to really pay attention as I'm walking. But actually, the whole idea, a moment of mindfulness is a moment of real freedom. That's not just a cliche. It's a truth. So if we slow down just a little bit and really do that activity wholly, really bring our whole heart mind to that activity. Not in a sense of getting serious. It's not about being serious. It's just about being really there when we're there. You should notice a quality of joy. Partly the joy is in the letting go of everything else. That alone is joyful. But just that, just the sort of being fully absorbed like we are when we're playing one-on-one basketball with our friend or... Um, you know, seeing a strange animal in the woods and we're really just there. We're not thinking about something like, boy, I wish I had my camera. But we're just there. Those moments are inherently joyful. Or you see a shooting star. Or you hear interesting music for the first time. And we're just there. That absorption, that full presence is a naturally joyful state of mind. And what we're doing with this second, this third activity, rather, is we're learning that joy can be in any moment if we are just fully, wholly there. But it's not our habit. Our habit is to be distracted. So those are just three activities that you can cultivate, as well as your formal daily sitting practice, or almost daily sitting practice. Then cultivate remembering the teachings, practicing specifically with one challenging, difficult situation in your life, and training yourself in an ordinary daily activity to be wholly, fully there and to realize, to recognize the joy that arises when we're really there in life, fully there. So I'll turn it over to Gail to talk a little bit about another way to practice, both in our sitting practice but also in our daily life.
But when we practice um, mindfulness meditation, that is, um, or vipassana meditation, that's a um, insight leads to insight leads to wisdom. But there's another half of practice that is um, has to, has to do with compassion, and there are specific practices to help us to develop um, that aspect, our compassionate nature. So um, th- this is something that's natural. There are times that all of us um, feel kindness, friendliness. Um, and so this is just expanding on, um, on those occasions. So um, one thing we can do is um, that's helpful because um, once again, remembering this is um, a big part of the practice. So um, we might have an intention to um, either for a few minutes at the beginning or the end of our daily practice to, um, to practice metta or loving kindness. And um, how we can do that is just to um, to have a, uh, some phrases that we might say. Um, these are traditional um, phrases for practice. Um, may I be well. May I be happy. May I be peaceful. May I be safe from harm. May I live with ease and joy. So you could pick one of those phrases or maybe there's a phrase that especially works for you. The idea <coughs> of, of the phrase is that we bring up that feeling of, um, of kindness, of joy, of, um, of love. And um, so we can, but if, and so we, we want to direct those feelings towards ourselves, and then we want to direct those feelings towards everyone. So in our daily life, um, it's really it's really pleasant those feelings of of um, love, those feelings of um, kindness. Those are really pleasant feelings, and so it sort of encourages us to um, to want to develop those more. Um, the mindfulness practice really helps us in um, the, the two practices are really are very complementary and sometimes in the end not really distinguishable from one another. But um, if we're Maybe if, if we're going into a situation that we know might be difficult for us, we could sort of fortify ourselves by um, 
bringing a thought of, of love or kindness to our mind, a, a wish that in that situation that we will be um, happy and that whoever we're interacting with in that situation will also be happy. Um, it's a wish that um, that we can um, that we can bring forth that um, can be really powerful in transforming um, difficult situations or in expanding the uh, pleasantness of, um, of situations that are already um, have that quality uh, in them. So this is a whole other practice, and at um, there, there is on the first uh, Friday of each month here at Common Ground, there is a metta practice, and so this is some people are more inclined to um, to the the metta from the beginning of their practice, and if that's something that um, is appealing to you, then you might want to check out. Um, that Friday night practice and um, there's always some additional instruction that is given and a, med- a guided meditation that's part of that practice so we're nearly at the end of our workshop and um just once again would like to thank everyone very much for coming and for your interest and your participation. It really is, um, I'm always filled with gratitude to, um, to see so many people who are, have an interest in this practice. Just want to mention that um, the way that Common Ground operates is it's on a practice of um, what the Pali word for is dana. Um, the English translation for it is um, generosity. And as you know, the, you just signed up for the workshop. There's no um, charge. And there's no charge for any of the programs at Common Ground. The generosity of people who have practiced before us here is how this center has um, kept going since 1993. And um, it is a tradition in Buddhism that the teachings um, are can't be bought. They're precious. They're priceless. And so um, they are always given freely. Um, and then if we find that the practice has um, been beneficial to us, then we can, uh, we can feel in, um, a desire for it to be generous and to, um, to contribute to the continuation of the practice. So there's a, um, a bowl in the entryway, and um, you're welcome if you are so moved to make a contribution. Um, then also, to keep the practice going, it's really important to have a community to practice with, because um, it's just too easy. There just isn't um, the um, 
our, our society just isn't very supportive of this kind of activity. So um, there are uh, two drop-in programs each week at Common Ground that are on, um, there's one on Wednesday night from 7.30 to 9 o'clock, and there's one on Sunday night from 7 to 8.30, and people can just drop in, and there is, um, Mark generally leads those programs. Uh, he gives a talk, there's a meditation, a period of meditation, and there's a period for question and answer. And so you're most welcome to um, join for those whenever you're able. And also, if you're interested in um, a little more in-depth um, overview of practice, there is a um, beginning meditation class, an introduction to mindfulness meditation that um, it's a six-week class that on um, Thursday evenings. The next one is starting on January 18th uh, through February 22nd, and the hours are from 7.30 to 9 p.m. And there's a sign-up sheet out in the entryway. And there's also, um, if you don't have a newsletter, there are newsletters um, in the entryway that tell of all the programs that are available at Common Ground. Thank you so much. Thanks, everyone. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.